Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. We have a very special guest today. It's my dad, and recently we went on a trip to Colorado. So, Dad, do you kind of want to describe a little bit um, about the trip and what we did? Well, first of all, <laughs> we have prearranged some ground rules, if you will remember, for me being here. Number one, you cannot use words that are over three syllables. <laughs> and number two, I have the option to intersperse subliminal messages throughout <laughs> this podcast, clean your room, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Is that okay with you? Yes, sir. Okay. So, the trip that we took to Colorado was something that <clears throat> we had planned, or I had thought of a few years ago, at a time when you were going through a rough patch, especially in regard to your eating and your weight and your, I guess maybe your self-concept, yeah. how you appeared and everything. Yeah, like my self-worth. Yes. So I thought that as a symbolic gesture of you overcoming these things, we would go to Colorado and climb Mount Elbert, which is the second highest peak in the lower 48 and the highest peak in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what generated the motivation, as you could say, <laughs> to do this trip. Yeah, and also, what did it mean kind of for you as well um, in all of that? And I know... Well, for me, um, kind of just going into that a little bit more, you had drawn me like a little picture of me going up the mountain and having like these little milestones too um, for my birthday. And so that, that was kind of something that was just really intentional to me. Um, and so, yeah, what did it mean for you? Well, the main thing was to help you. Yeah. And to give you some kind of motivation to face whatever... Um, issues you were facing and then to meet goals and to realize that that not only do you face um, obstacles in your life that are kind of um, I guess more mental or social but the, the object that we face was a physical obstacle that hopefully by doing that it would <clears throat> the realization that if you can do that, you can beat other obstacles and challenges too. Yeah, and I think it, it definitely did that. And we can get into the details of um, the specific obstacles that we <laughs> faced um, later. But do you want to talk a little bit also about kind of your background with hiking um, and just give us like a little bit of your story? Well, I was raised on a farm, and 
where I grew up, there were hills and woods and stuff, and I was always happy to be out in the woods. Uh, one of the first Christmas presents that I remember was a little utility belt that had a canteen and a knife <laughs> and a compass. So I, that was something that made me pretty happy. But <clears throat> when I got out of school, out of college, one time considered moving out west. I took uh, several courses. I took a course in, with Colorado Outward Bound. I took a course with the National Outdoor Leadership School. Um, I had a friend who lived in Colorado and one of his things was to climb all the 14ers and whenever I'd go out there, usually during the summers to see him, we'd go hiking and climb 14ers and uh, eventually uh, I had a goal too to uh, hike the Appalachian Trail and it was kind of always in the back of my mind to do that and then a year after my mother died I decided to go ahead and do that so in 2001 I hiked the Appalachian Trail from Maine to Georgia it took not quite six months I started in June December of 2001. Yeah, and can you delve into a little bit more kind of um, the effect that um, your mom's passing kind of had on you mentally and why you felt like that was the right time to hike the trail? Well, um, stay away from boys. Um, <laughs> subliminal messages. Subliminal, you know, you're supposed to know they're there. <clears throat> well, you know, my mother had colon cancer and she suffered for several years. I mean, she had treatment after treatment and eventually surgeries and, but, you know, eventually took her. But um, I just felt like at that point in my life I needed a break and it was a, a good time to do it. So uh, I actually resigned from my job even though I, after a year, you know, after being gone, they took me back, so I did resign from my job, <clears throat> and I started in, like I said, in June in Maine, and uh, finished the hike in December of uh, 2001, um, but it was kind of, for me, a natural break, and uh, in a way, at some point, I felt a little selfish, because this was something I was doing for me. But in, in another way, it was something that I uh, feel like helped me grow a lot, too. So. Yeah, and I think it was also kind of that symbolic um, time for yourself. Because I think a lot of times, like, I know for me, um, when I kind of am grieving or, like, mourning something, I, I tend to push it down. And I think that you kind of were forced to just be out there with yourself and to kind of grow from that. And so... Can you kind of talk about um, the way that you felt like you did grow and the way that that changed you mentally? <clears throat> well, I I don't know that it made me grow so much as it did to help me recover and to get myself refocused on some things I, I needed to do in my life and to refocus on <clears throat> depending on God rather than do everything so 
in that sense, uh, clean the bathroom and get this to help me to... <laughs> uh, just to refocus, you know, on what was important and what is important in life. Yeah, and I think that that's really important. And I know for me, that's kind of um, a lot of like what this helped. I mean, what this trip helped me to do as well. And I think um, also kind of in that recovery process. I mean, my name relates to the trail. Um, <laughs> I, we can tell that story too of just um, well you tell it actually well <clears throat> when you were in the womb <laughs> not the room the root the womb um, your mother and I had a discussion on what name might be good for you and we decided on Virginia because she had asked me what was the nicest part of the trail or the prettiest part of the trail that I remembered and I just thought the state of Virginia was very memorable so that is how your name yeah. came to be and of course your middle name Sue is was my mother's name yeah and so I think that that's always been one of my favorite things is like the story behind my name and that's always um, something that I think everybody who I tells um, thinks is really special too and kind of again in that recovery process how do you feel like having a child helps you kind of um, I don't know because I think that a lot of times um, in like the recovery process it, you feel such like a sense of loss and so I feel like not that I not that I replaced that but um, but there was like a sense of gain and it, like also that kind of dichotomy or juxtaposition of life and death. Sorry, those were over three syllables. I know it's one of the rules, but... <laughs> well, you lost me there. Um, well, I think the main thing about having a child, stay away from boys, is that <laughs> um, for me, it takes the focus off of me and teaches me to think of somebody else as being more important. And also, it <clears throat> makes me think uh, in a more spiritual way that when a parent looks upon a child, it gives them insight as to how God must feel. Because God is there, and he has all of us as his children, and he's happy when we're good and doing well, and he's hurt when we're hurt, and, and he's disappointed when <laughs> uh, yeah. in. Um, <laughs> and so anyway it again it's it, having a child makes you like I said think of uh, less of yourself and makes you um, be able to more easily think about how God thinks about us yeah and I, I think that's so true and one thing that when I when I um mention you to my friends and when I'm kind of describing you one thing that I always kind of say to them is that you um give me the love closest to God's love that I can find on earth um and that's one of my favorite things about you is that I think that you're so intentional with that and um I, I think that it, it's so beautiful and also kind of um 
just having that, I, I feel like I have an innate connection to my grandmother, even though I never met her. It's kind of just through all of the um, intentionality that you have, like whether it be like with my name or just kind of teaching me about um, the things that she liked or, I mean, there's, there's so many things with that. And um, kind of going back on that same line of intentionality to our trip. Um, so we did face some big challenges on our trip. And do you want to kind of talk about like what you first had expected, um, both like mentally and physically, um, out of this? Because it well, it is a big adventure. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's not an easy climb by any means. Like I think people hear like oh hiking, but it's definitely a huge, huge um, challenge. Well, I think in order to comment on that, that we need to let uh, or tell the story of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and in so doing, pick up your clothes, I, <laughs> we, we um, climbed Mount Elbert on July 29th. But coming down, there were some problems in, in, in that for me, I was pretty much exhausted. We had uh, run out of water and food, and pretty much. Lot, well, almost got it. I had some stuff in my pack, but so um, um, I knew going up that it was going to be a challenge because it kind of was starting to wipe me out. But we made the summit, and then coming back down, I was getting more tired, not not from the altitude or anything, but my legs were just you know completely. Jello. Yeah, uh, they were just had it. <laughs> so anyway, to make a long story short, we had trail angels on the way. Um, we had a couple of people who gave us water and some food, but in in the end, I think uh, you were really worried and concerned, and so you called nine one one, correct? Yeah. And Andrew called your mom. <laughs> and so between the two of you. The search and rescue team came and, and met us and gave us food and water and we were able to make it. I think we were like a mile and seven tenths from the trailhead at that point. But yeah, when they when they showed up. When they showed up, so we were almost to the end. But you know, thinking back, you know, we probably could have made it, but it would have taken <laughs> a long time. And and that speaks to something that <clears throat> I think when we did the summit, you know, when we got up there, it was pretty emotional for you and for me because to see you go up, and you were like a little mountain goat. <laughs> of course, you know, to me, I was like a, whatever the opposite of a mountain goat is. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> it was a good time to see you up there and Eric accomplish that. And like I told you, there were some lessons that we learned on the mountain, but in looking back, I think the big lesson for me, and, and maybe it's something for you as well, but even though we are on a journey, and you know, we think we've, we've got all the bases covered, we all need help along the way. Yeah. And I think that for me was the big take home lesson. We, I mean, we, we had done preparation, but we weren't quite as prepared, and that as, as well as I had hoped. 
and that would you know maybe we should have carried more water and etc but <clears throat> but I think like I said the, the the lesson learned from that trip for me was that we all need help along the way yeah and I think I, I learned so much there um, both what, what did you learn for, well at the mountaintop um, you gave me a list of three things that we learned and it is that uh, nothing's really at the top, <laughs> nobody lives at the top, and that God's with you every step of the way. And that has some symbolism behind it, um, kind of just saying that, like, well, especially for me, like, always striving to be at the top, always striving to be recognized. And, I mean, just in life in general, I think that we're all kind of striving to do that. But that when you get there, like, there's nothing really there. <laughs> so it's important to like live your life um, and to not have that as like your main motivator and there's there's so much in that and I think also for me well I was really worried about you um, like I knew we were going to be okay but I think it, it was the first real time that I think that I had to do anything to really take care of you because you sacrificed like your whole life to take care of me and so it's always like, oh, like, I want to repay you, as I think that most children do. But it was kind of like the first time that I really got to see that um, lived out. And then also just like the tenacity, because the thing is, your legs were like given out. Like when you say they were, they had had it, they'd had it, you know? <laughs> and um, kind of like detailing that like a little bit more, like, like they were just they they were giving out and you while we were waiting for the rescue team you had this sense that we just needed to keep getting there and keep going further and further and it was also um I learned a lot about patience and a lot about I mean kind of like what you were saying with like the humility but also about like the patience and about the um knowing yourself but not giving up at the same time and I think that that was so cool for me to see because um, we t we would take breaks, but you would always you'd always be like, okay, like I'm ready, like let's do a little bit more, let's do a little bit more, even though your legs were dead. And I think that, and also like the fact that um, when they were there, you took a little bit of food and water, but you also just took hiking poles. Like they weren't gonna take you down. You were getting down by yourself. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, I mean, and we joked about it with them like, about carrying me out. I would even if they offered to carry me, I was not going to let them carry me. I mean, I, I could make it. I just needed a, a little fuel and then a little break every now and then. And of course, that's what we did. And I don't know what did it take about an hour to get out of after we got going. Yeah, after we after took they a came. Break for about what, maybe fifteen or twenty minutes, and then once we got fueled up. Yeah, maybe like an hour, somewhere like under an hour and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but they were, you know, like I said, they were they were trail angels. Yeah. And yeah. they were very, I'm, I'm very impressed with with uh, people who do that kind of thing. But. Yeah, and what what kind of kept you going? Like, what made you um, so tenacious and so yeah, just well, strong during that? What the thing thing that kept me going going down is the same thing that kept me going going up, and that is I'm doing this for you. Yeah. 
order to get us back to our car and everything, you know, we had to keep moving. And we were, you know, like I said, I, we'd have made it. It would have taken a long time. <laughs> we made it. And uh, <clears throat> that was the motivation. We needed to get back to, to Dad. And I didn't feel like I was dying. It's just my legs that were yeah. not stable. Well, once we got food and water. <laughs> well, no, even before that. Yeah. And, and that the more we kept moving, the closer we would not only be to help, but to our car as well. So. Yeah, and kind of. And, um, oh, you finish. And also, as you pick up your clothes <laughs> um, from the bathroom, I just, like I said, I just knew that if we kept moving, the chances would. Yeah, and it's also one thing that I repeated to myself. Um, well, there are a couple things. Like I would repeat uh, verses, I would repeat songs, I would repeat um, multiple things, but also um, just that every step kind of got us closer. And I think that that was so important. And I mean, it's kind of like what you talked about. Being at the top for me was really emotional. I had found like a rock that I left up there um, for my grandmother because she loved rocks, I loved rocks. It's, there's like so many stories like that that are just like, there's these things that um, just about me um, that can't really be explained. I mean, that, it sounds very basic, but going into that um, would take a while, but there's just a lot of connections. And I know for me that it, it was so cool to do it together because we held hands like when we were summoning and we, and even the intentionality, like at the top, like you'd brought my favorite seltzer water. Oh, are you counting the syllables of intentionality? That's, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, you brought like, which it sounds like a little goofy, but it, it meant a lot to me there. Um, and I, I just think it was. And you didn't drink it? No, I did. Oh, I, did. when we ran out of water. <laughs> well, there you go. See, that's what made a difference. Yeah. Um. And I think that it was just, it was so cool to see you just being so courageous and so like strong through all of that, and just having that, um, the, like all those qualities, you know, and that like patience and that courage. And I think also, um, I'm just kind of curious about what you thought that you learned about how physical age can kind of overcome. I mean, mental age can kind of overcome your physical age because I thought that that was pretty interesting as well. Kind well, of like your um, mind. Well, I think what comes to mind as you stay away from boys <laughs> is that when I think about the, well, what first comes to mind is the concept behind the Outward Bound program. And I think it came, it was started because, as I understood it, um, People noticed that the more experienced people like like either sailors or whatever, but I think it was primarily with sailors, they realized that the experienced sailors survived turmoil and shipwrecks and things like that more so than the younger ones, and it was based on experience. They, um, the concept of Outward Bound was that it would give people the experience 
so that they would be able to face you know, whatever, not necessarily in the wilderness, but life in general, uh, whatever you know, challenges they might face in life. So, yeah, there is some, some uh, truth to the more experience, life experience you have, the, I think the greater capacity is for you to be able to handle whatever challenges that you might face. Yeah, and um, kind of just like relating this to the audience and like what they can do to kind of have that strength, what do you feel like is the, firstly, the importance behind having something greater than yourself as the motivation, and then secondly, how to find that? Oh, um, well, I, I, you know, everybody is on their own path, and I can't, I can, I can say what has worked for me, and I cannot put that somebody else go down the path that I've been down but <clears throat> I guess first of all you have to acknowledge that you know you are as a human are, are limited and that you have to tap into a source that is unlimited yeah which for me is God his son Jesus and the spirit that he gives to people who believe in him uh, that is unlimited um have that perspective of, of your limits and his unlimitedness. <laughs> Dang it, that's more than I would say. Uh, anyway, when you when you have that, um, I think life gets a bit clearer and a bit not so much easier, but you have a clearer perspective on how to approach problems and yeah and I think that that's that's so true for me I think that just having something that's kind of like bigger than you you know kind of that um, you can find and for some people um, that may not be that for some people it may be someone in their life like for me um, it was a combination it was also getting through that for my dad you know and kind of doing that together and just having the end in mind um, and like so many things that you said, kind of just taking those baby steps with it, you know? Well, I think uh, the problem for me has always been to let go. Yeah. Um, you know, I always want to do things my way. And in the years I've been here, which... Are numerous. <laughs> numerous than the... Grains of sand on the beach. <laughs> uh, it's just been uh, the best times are the times I have uh, not thought so much about myself. Yeah, and, and yeah, and tried to focus on you know, serving rather than serving myself. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. I think that, I mean, like I talked about in past episodes, kind of like with my mental health, I live in a state of stress, and I think that's because I'm always searching for those material things or those um, earthly things or, like you'd said, like being at the top, you know? Yeah. And I think that one thing that I realized that was really big for me on this trip was that 
that it's it's I mean it's so cliche but it's about the climb and it's about the journey and it's not about getting as much to the top as it is just enjoying the journey and get sometimes getting thrown off of your course helps well, you did you not say at some point you don't have to go to the top I did say that I did say that <laughs> and I said no we've come this far I, well I thought that I don't know if I said it but yes keep going you might just say something I don't know anyway it's it's a challenge to, to uh, you know, keep going sometimes, but sometimes it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it hurts bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, clean your room. And, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, and kind of just bringing it to a close, are there any just, I guess, life advice that you have for anybody with your numerous years? Um, like, what's kind of like... Maybe, I mean, not like the one thing that you would impart to everybody, but kind of one thing that you do recommend or that you do kind of just want everybody to know that you've learned. You mean like don't eat red meat or something like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know that there's... I don't know. Well, that is... There is one thing I think it would be uh, don't be afraid to try. Yeah. And, and, uh, apart from all the spiritual stuff and everything, I would say the one thing I would I would tell people is don't be afraid to try. Just do your best. You do your best and give an effort, then at the end of the day, you won't be regretting or looking back and saying, I wish I wish I tried that, or I wish I asked that girl out, or <laughs> yeah. said something to that boy, which you will never do, but you banned from boys forever. But. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I would say just don't be afraid to try. Yeah, I uh, think yeah. And, and also uh, remember that you are special. That you belong to God, and He's there to help. Yeah, and um, I think that no matter what you believe, that a lot of those same sentiments ring true. Um, regardless, even if you're um, not religious or things like that, you are still so special and you are still so valued. Um, and I, yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. So thank you so much, Dad. Well, thank you. I mean, all these years, you've, you've really been like a daughter to me. And I, <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, and you've, you've been like a father to me, too. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And I hope you guys have a great day. Remember to share with someone. Um, and, and yeah. clean your room. And clean your room. Thank you. Bye.